And we are live. Welcome to InSync episode 6. Woohoo! My name is Ridwan. Today we have the deep, deep pleasure of having Tim Dakota with us. Thanks. And what thanks what, what can I say? Me. This guy's a household <laughs> name in the, the art scene. Household names, yeah. And he's, he's a vocalist, bassist, producer, songwriter who believes in keeping his art pure. Oh, yes. And he has, on top of that, also started arts curation agencies such as Gatai Group yep. and Warrior Records. Mm-hmm. And he has worked hand-in-hand with art agencies like National Arts Council, yeah. Singapore Tourism Board yeah. and Tomasic Holdings mm-hmm. to effectively bolster and grow the music scene here for Trying. quite a number of years now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for doing this, man. Hey, of course, man. Anything, <laughs> anytime, anytime. It's been yeah. fun. <laughs> Yeah, the f- maybe the first question I would like to ask is, how do you get here today? <coughs> Not to the studio. <laughs> I saw your brain. Did you right? Yeah. <laughs> um, took the bus or the MRT. No. Uh, <laughs> how do I get here today? Uh, it's always nice, like thinking and looking, looking back how things turned out. There was never really like a solid, clear plan, but it was always like just listening to. Um, to be cheesy listening to my heart lah, you know like so we used to I mean when when I when I was playing nights in bars and doing gigs for like different beer brands and other wedding gigs and stuff like that that was how I was initially making my money or making a living doing music prior to 2015 and I played with you in a couple of restaurants and bars yeah, yeah, and yeah. events and stuff right but after a while, I just, felt, I just felt like the whole reason I wanted to do music was to make music um, that's original and creative and conceptual and to be proud of like the scene where this original music comes from. So I just felt like things weren't really going that way when I was doing that route in bars. And don't get me wrong, I mean, I was, I was grateful that I could live my life that way for a while, but in 2015, I was just like, you know what, this is too much. This is taking a toll on my soul. So I dropped toll everything. Yeah, man. <laughs> Rhyme in that. No, but yeah, so I dropped <laughs> everything. And just decided to like follow where um, opportunities might come up. Because I think over the two or three years that I was grinding, I realized that I started to get more and more open or more and more used to seeing opportunities where they might not be so easily seen and sometimes if you believe in something or if you trust in your feeling or your vibe to something it will realize itself you know like it will it will be correct if you feel fully that okay i'm going to do this nonsensical thing uh where i'm going to stop all my regular income from all my regular nights or events and everything and I'm going to start doing programming for original music and original bands and all the talent that I see around me so 2015 was that year and um, suddenly I met a couple of people I met um, the guys from the park uh, and then they were like hey we have a roof- rooftop space this is how it all started lah. and we saw your music we saw your band Taj um, shout out to Chiarong and Audrey um, at Esplanade Outdoor Theatre and then they were like, can you come and like do something with us on the rooftop in Chinatown or People's Park Complex? Uh, we have this 
new restaurant that is coming out, this new space that is coming out, and we want to do something on the rooftop just to see how, you know, how it would work, how events would be received and how it would sound, what the vibe would be like. And I said, yeah, okay, let's go lah. You know, it was the, it's like the first thing that I did as a free broke man. <laughs> <laughs> With brokenness comes freedom. Eh? Yeah, exactly, wow. right? It's like when you're not, I, I just like, you know what? I don't want to think about money now. I want to think about what I want to do and whatever is going to like, made me happy to do lah. So then, we went to the rooftop, we saw the rooftop and I just saw so much potential. It's like, maybe me three or two years earlier wouldn't have seen the potential but when I was there and I knew the struggles and everything, I was like, oh my, okay, this is, this is quite, like it just fell into my lap, you know? So, did some quick social media, did a poster up really fast and then we, we called it Gertai Electronica and that was the first event that we ever did and, uh, it was it featured like Space Days, Dot GIF, Good Life Project, my band Taj, and one more I forgot. Eh? Yeah. Maybe this for Disco Hue. Disco Hue? Yeah, that's one of yeah. Disco Hue's first um public no, okay, not not one of their first lah, but maybe in that lineup. Bunny Hide played for this as well. This one no no no. Bunny, uh, Bunny Hide didn't play for this. It's a later edition. Right. Later on in the different programming the the later programming the second the second installment of that kind of gig, Hide was there. I see. With Nas. That was, oh, yeah, right. that was awesome. Right, yeah. That's when the restaurant also was opening. Um, then, we did it like, with a week's worth of promo and we didn't know anything about licenses or police or like, event space or asking for permission here and there. We just did the gig like very cowboy style and we were expecting 200 people to come. And it was the weekend after Laneway in 2015. So Dot GIF had just played and then I think their pool also helped. Like a lot of people really liked them at Laneway. So suddenly like the place was like filled with every band's friends and fans. And I was like I was on the mic like I was like the MC slash curator of the night and I was just telling everybody like this is not where you ask for requests. This is where you listen to Singapore original music. Mm. This is where all of you open your ears and put down your phones and don't look anywhere else. You know, so it was a bit stern, but at the same time, it was also very clearly framed. And little did I know that this would be the framework, framework like of how all my work would become, like, like you know, like like um, the corporate side of things with Gertai Group, and then now Warrior Records. So a thousand people plus showed up. We ran out of beer. We <laughs> were like just like over capacity, but. It was such a nice evening, a nice vibe like on that rooftop and everyone was making music and the wind was blowing so strong that the speakers were like tre- threatening I to fall. This, yeah, <laughs> right? safety yeah. issues actually. So there were so many things that were like not safe or like not, but it was, it was meant to be and it was very like, like it had to happen lah, you know. And then when it happened, then me and the two uh, owners of the park were like, hmm, okay, we have something here, yeah, and then I brought, luckily I documented it with a video crew, one of my friends. Mm. And then we had like a show, like a reel uh, from the night. And then we're like, oh my goodness, okay, we have this, it's like, this is everything. So we sent to all our contacts and everything. And then little, uh, did we know people would respond quite well, you know. And then the National Heritage Board came and asked us, can you do something for Heritage Week or Heritage Fest? And then we're like, okay, let's do a second in, uh, in, uh 
second edition on the rooftop and we call it Getai Ethnica because we're mm. going to include some fusion music, some yeah. traditional Chinese and Indian and Malay music and still put like Singaporean original bands in the programming as well. And then same thing happened. Like thousand plus people came again and we're like, oh my God, something's <laughs> really, really happening here. Like people want this, you mm. know. So then we started um, with every event there are always people looking for um, events and programming as well. So from all our events, then we did like a Discovery Channel show, we did like a Mercedes-Benz car launch, we did, um, STB came and approached us and showed us like certain grants that we could do, which will eventually lead us to doing more and more events. Lah. So fast forward a few years later, um, we worked with NAC, uh, we worked with, of course, we did the Gertai Soul Festival with STB and uh, NAC then were, we were always on their radar and then they were like, okay, we are trying to hook up with um, Tamase Holdings. So I know it's a bit weird, but follow us, just come in. We need you because we need you to kind of frame the scene for I us. See, I see. Yeah, so I went in there and then Great Singapore Replace Season 1 happened. And then we were the main like agency that was um, in charge of the music, the concept, and um, just artist management and everything lah. You know, getting all the artists in and doing all the research and talking to all the old veterans of the Singapore scene that we were highlighting. And it just kept just kept moving forward lah. You know, from there. So fast forward a few years later, I'm here, and we went through two seasons of Great Singapore Replay. Uh, a couple of seasons of noise pop-up shows and um, oh and, and also like the first very first Light Tonight Light Tonight uh, festival Light tonight, at the yeah. National Gallery mm, mm. we were quite on board as one of the steering programmers also like we brought Nathan in we brought uh, Charlie in basically yeah and we, we were the ones who were like okay this is where the show should be done and we were just from then onwards, every live show at NGS was done at the bottom of the staircase. Mm. So that was your... That was us, yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> I did but, not know that. I yeah, see. yeah. I so see. we... And we actually... There were, we actually planned a lot of different spaces to perform in NGS. And there were a lot of other nice spaces that could have been used for performance as well. But that was the main one. La. I see. I yeah. See. So... And now I'm here. La. <laughs> now, this is amazing. And on top of all this... He still releases music. Oh yes, quite consistently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it, you know how I like to make music. It's yeah. always a, it's a very visceral, very feeling thing for me. So, when I'm stressed out or when I'm, it's either these two things: video games or music, <laughs> <laughs> or football. Both kind of like games, huh? Right. Yeah. It's like it's expression, lah. It's like freedom to express some, some pent up emotion, whether it's angst or anxiety or. Uh, sadness or happiness or anything you know like like something that needs release so along the yeah along the years I've been making music and putting some money aside for production and uh, thank god um, I'm not too shabby at saving money <laughs> so this year I actually released well I actually released five singles this in total year. yeah <laughs> most ever. Quota, everyone. <laughs> most productive human being no. on earth. <laughs> you don't see me dating. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do this. <laughs> hey, but the, paper. <laughs> like, I remember the part. Yeah. The first one. 
Yeah. I think everyone there who was in attendance yeah. will always remember being there. Yeah. Because you, you felt like you were part of something it was bigger than you. Yeah, it was. It was. And it kind of snowballed because you did not expect it to snowball the way it did as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember all of us were... So, if... if yeah, um, for the benefit of everyone who's watching, prior to that event, uh, on the side of like doing weekly gigs and events and bar gigs and everything... I would always find time to go and jam and practice and mingle with like then that group uh like this big group of musicians which became our generation of musicians like you Nas Anson mm. Aaron Ritz Charong Eugenia Josiah wow. Audrey the we whole are like a generation yeah, yeah like all yeah. of us were always somehow around each other and then there was always the Cascading Nights on Tuesday where yeah. Rosie would be singing things got a bit wretched yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but everybody made it a point to go down and everybody was, oh, was there was always a communal feeling in our generation plus minus five years of musicians you know and they are still the, the musicians who are all pushing and making great work today like it's the same batch you know it's always it's like wow what's that it's, oh this guy like hey, someone is behind it you know but when that happened, we were all together. I remember we were all sitting in the railings or oh, like yeah, we were just yeah. hanging out and then we were just like looking around like, oh God, there's so many people. <laughs> <laughs> this is great, right? Actually, this is very heartening because they're coming to see stuff that we would do very naturally. Normally, we had to um, tailor our talent or our singing to the masses. But this time, it was very different. The masses were coming to us very unexpectedly. And I think they... They got exposed to a lot of new stuff yeah. that, that night. Yeah. Was it two days or just one day? One day only. One day, Just right? one day, yeah. My goodness. Yeah, like, but I think from that point, a lot of programming in Singapore started to, to take the local route as well. Mm, mm. They started to realise, excuse me, that there's some sort of a critical mass in terms of talent mm. that had to be programmed, you know? And even if they didn't want to, there was, there was push. Right. That there was some kind of push for them to do it. Like NAC was involved or like, I don't know, just people just would say, yeah, well, then what about the local guys, you know? Mm. Yeah, mm. so it, I, right. I would like to think that's when the weight of it started. No, beautiful, yeah. man. Like, <laughs> I'm just viewing this like in the future history books. I hope they mention you <laughs> as being part of uh, <laughs> the instigator for... One-off lah. I think know? a lot of things happen at the same time which help galvanize the scene because like then Invision and the whole Invision team also mm-hmm. were doing stuff mm-hmm. like Inch and Gang wow. so I think at the same time things were happening and all in like correct timing mm-hmm. that and then Vanessa was also doing stuff like on radio with Lash right, right? Lash so there was always five. like someone who was pushing the next um, movement forward so it was really a great time for like local music to like okay we are here you know you have to program us now no more like <laughs> overseas acts taking priority we have to be here and like complaints about not having enough yeah. local acts it's not true it's not all, true you know? it's just you're not looking hard enough yeah or not looking at all mm. yeah what, what I really appreciated because attending some of the gigs you curated you would curate like one known act and two unknown acts yes because yeah. it's kind of the way to get people exposed to, to new things yeah yeah. and I, I thought that was brilliant yeah, yeah. Uh, but for me, it was also more of like the unknown acts or the young acts which I found or came across 
needed to be exposed to a professional act like mm. like Shark Tia needed to play alongside Charlie Lin you yeah, know yeah. like they, they just needed to see that yeah you have the talent but this is actually the professional uh, the professionalism behind prepping for a show delivery talking to the audience wow. and everything yeah so then because like, that's, that's what I learned jamming with the jazz cats you know it's like yeah well, I like R&B I like jazz I like funk stuff and groove and pocket music but when I come and I watch them I'm like oh my, there's a lot of delicacy and no, no is it delicateness intricacies <laughs> intricacies Del- delicacies <laughs> Are you hungry, Timmy? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It's very. It's. It's. It was not just like all oomph, like in your face. There's mm. a lot of nuance to the music. There's a lot of restraint in mm. how you would present something really funky. You know. Wow. So when I learned it, and I like learned it from Aya and Christy and all of them cats, and that's what benefited me as a performer or as an artist because I got to see these guys who like veterans do it. So like it's it's like a it's like a academy thing like So I was like actually this is what the young artists need. Like Disco Hill back then needed to be next to Dot Jif to see what can be done, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a like a learning process oh. or so. Yeah. I, I never really thought about it that way. That yeah. what you're doing. And then the byproduct was the bigger the crowds that turn out for the bigger act get to see the smaller act. Yeah. So yeah. So it gives them some exposure in that sense, like. But they were all paid. <laughs> Just to make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> Never in ice cream. Never Actual pay, money. <laughs> Never pay people in exposure. <laughs> pay them, then give them exposure. That's how we should... Yeah, and so, so whenever uh-huh. I program also, pricing was always very important. I always paid uh, all the acts a decent amount. Not cheaper than, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's always like, oh, local acts should be cheaper than, no such thing like. Yeah. yeah. And this is beautiful, man. Thanks, thanks. I'm learning more things about you. <laughs> thanks. Framing your beauty even more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> like, what, what's, what are your big picture goals right now? Like, big picture forth. goals? Um, so in the music scene or in the Singapore arts creative scene, there's always, there's a lack. Like, there's a, there's a whole lack of middle infrastructure that I think we are all trying to figure out there's a whole lack in audience development that we're also trying to figure out and then I think we've also pinpointed that it all stems from music education and the value of music in the education system so how can you value music you need to build a heritage around it or you need to properly document and record it so people know like oh okay there's something that Singaporeans can be proud of that we do have a rich musical history and it's some it's part of our culture and you can't deny it, you can't ignore it anymore because more and more as we move forward as a first world <laughs> nation, I, yeah, like our spirits and our souls also have to move, you know, like we can't be first world everything around us, but inside we all like just dying, like, you know, like we, there's no growth, there's no comfort, there's no meaning. Yeah, so the big picture moving forward it's actually been always the same it's just to get Singaporeans to understand that or rather feel or embrace and be proud of Singaporean expression you know um, and by that greater Southeast Asian expression we are not above or distinct from 
our neighbors, you know, or the world in in a larger context. So why do we think we are special? We're not, as in. But all the magic comes from acknowledging who we are and knowing who we are. And when you understand that, oh, this is our heritage, this is our arts expression, this is prior to colonization or prior to militarization, this is what Singapore was in the greater Southeast Asia. Then you understand, ah, this is our people, this is our soul. And music and art can do that. And if it's valued, then practicing music and art also will be valued. And then you get infrastructure that helps to support it. And then all of us can be sustainable, you know? Like, we can... I'm going to do music and people are not going to say, oh, you... Then, oh, then your real day job, how? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, my day job is doing music, you know? So it has to, it has to reach that point. Which I don't think we've, we've reached that point yet. So that's kind of like bigger picture. Lah. Yeah. But I think now at this point or so, it's like, I'm not getting any younger. So we're trying to get like... And you look very young. Thanks. <laughs> it's all the music. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's trying to get the young ones to realize also that they have more responsibility. Um, when, you, when you decide to choose to pursue music, the responsibility is more immense than you think. It's not all fun and games and like, I'm going to enjoy my life. Yeah, you enjoy your life. You know what you're doing, but even more so, your heart will be in it. And even more so, you have to give. Even more so, you have to understand that now the responsibility is on me, you know, to push and to practice and to try new things and to engage audiences and to galvanize the ones, the my peers who also are talented around me that might not see it and not be afraid and just go and try it, you know? Yeah, so... Wow. Yeah. That's a powerful sentiment to... To wish upon someone picking yeah, up music. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not light, you know, like we mm-hmm. all we all come into music and we know that it's like it's fun, there's mm-hmm. lots of hanging out and fun times and drinking beers and, and staying out late and talking about life and you know, around the music. But at the same time, all these things actually like they're very important in everyday life, you know? And it's our responsibility to remind people that these are this is how you can live your life. This is how you can enjoy your life but also find meaning and it's very important. Yeah. Because it truly is a, it's a long-term view Yeah. on yeah. the quality of life, yeah, yeah, which yeah. informs this kind of responsibility mm-hmm. that you, you might then feel. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I see, yeah. I see. Can, can I ask then, what's like a typical week like for you? <laughs> <coughs> typical week? Oh, <laughs> it can vary so so when when there are not much events around because you know how the events go in like an event calendar even pre-covid it's it's uh there are, there's ups and downs so like mid-year eh when uh, maybe like march to april there'll be a spike in events to june holidays that that season and then it'll go down again and then in year like october onwards it will go like even higher so every year is kind of like a double hump thing so that's when the work gets very uh, busy so when my day-to-day during uh, busy periods is really like on the go like nine o'clock out of the house and coffee 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 <laughs> <laughs> climb meeting here meeting there emails here emails there lunch on the go email 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 uh, long day 
message anyone who's around, let's go for a couple beers and relax and then go back home, uh, de-stress with a couple of video games or writing a, a song or two, then go to sleep, wake up, lack of sleep, repeat. <laughs> so that is the busy period. The The loud period is a lot more, I like, I like to be at home, I like to be with my family, um, be with my wife's family as well and just like, just do family things like, you know, Go down and play football with the kids, um, go and cook, um, help the sister with that, help the, my mom with this or her mom with that. It's like very home life. Lah. Yeah. So on the, on the Lao periods, it's really like watch Netflix till like 4am, <laughs> wake up past lunch, relax, and then look at my bank account. Okay, not too bad, then relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then like at a certain point when it's, when it's a bit bad, okay, time to start start cold pitching, start emailing, getting events again. So it's always a very cyclical uh, existence. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm your friend. <laughs> yeah. You're just a lovely human being. Right? <laughs> hey, no man. Oh man. You must find out what makes you happy. And then I think being... That's why I also learned. You cannot just like... Rely or expect to be happy... Um, in life. You have to do things that make you happy. You know? If not... You just forget. Yeah. Cause I definitely... Because I saw you in this whole transition... The past five years and all that. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely see that... You are happier. I, yeah, yeah, a yeah, deeper yeah. sense of joy has surfaced. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I think... I think with the, all the initial hype <coughs> um, of how we were doing programming and how we are doing events and campaigns, um, when that wore off, it, it, gave me a, it, it got me into a deeper sense of understanding slash like, whenever you feel hype, there's always loss that comes after, you know? And <coughs> then you realize that the hype is all just very egotistical and it's very vain and you don't have to feel that loss you know it's the 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 hard work or the the euphoria that you get from doing good things um for the scene or for yourself um should be like a a service to yourself it shouldn't be a a proclamation of how great i am you know what i mean it's like i did no it's not you said no i'm doing this because Oh, this is going to help me in the future. It's going to help me pay my bills. It's going to help me buy a house. It's going to help me pay my mortgage. Like, it has to be thought of that way. And then people always be like, oh, you did this, you did this, and everything. It's like, yeah, I did. And it was fun. But at the same time, I know why I did it. You know? I did it so I can, on the, on the low days, I can afford to spend time with, like, people, uh, you know? Yeah, and bring out house for drinks and <laughs> actually be able to afford a round or two. <laughs> Which is actually what I love to do, if you notice. I always come out, I always try and... Yeah, he's always trying to pay for shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm stopping, that, I'm trying to stop. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what makes me happy. And then Joan also knows, like, can you please get everyone to pay, like, equally? Like, just don't... Whenever you go out with your friends, you're always trying to get the bill. Like, okay, 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 okay. Joan is the wife, by the way. Shut yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> like, on that note, normally this segment, yeah. we have a pre-recorded... Yeah, I shouldn't say that. Okay. <laughs> we have uh, we have an artist perform a yeah, song. Do yeah, you feel yeah. like playing a song? Of course, let's do it. So subtly, I'm gonna Ooh. take a guitar. That's <laughs> right. <here>. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> <Cha-ching>! <laughs> this is Red One's money maker. 
You know, it's, it really it's has paid for itself yeah. many times over. <laughs> awesome. <coughs> yeah, okay. So, um, this is in no way prepared at all. <laughs> which means it is. <laughs> so, we're going to do this song called When I Met You. And it's actually one of the singles that I released this year. One of the three that are part of the Heart Matter EP slash album. I'm not so sure whether it's going to be an EP or album yet. Yeah, so this is a song that I wrote about when I met, first saw my wife. Yeah. Shout out to Joan. Shout out to Joan. <laughs> <laughs> First time I saw your face Was the first time I fell from grace The first time I caught your eye Never knew I could feel so high When I saw the wind in your head That's when I really started to care From then I realized All I want is you in my life Back when I met you When I met you I met you uh-huh. I met you No, no Run, run Run, run, run Run, run Baba, honey, vanilla Love takes me oh so high Your love is all I need I swear, please say I do When I met you, I knew Back when I met you When I met you I met you 
Oh, I knew, I just knew, I just knew I knew, oh, I knew, I knew You were the one for me Oh, when I met you, oh, oh, yeah That when I met you, I met you That's a full band, never like this. Yeah, never like this, right? Wow, wow this is great. Get damn. So emotional. Because <laughs> oh. normally when we play as a full band, I'll be honest, I'm not listening to the lyrics. Right. So now I'm like, oh. You write good lyrics. Thanks. Simple, simple. <laughs> I've decided to simplify. <laughs> yes, I can testify that. That's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much for... Being our guest today, man. Like, no, of course, my pleasure. Always such, such an honor. Yeah, I like what you guys have been doing. So one, one, one of the purposes of this show. Yep. Is to kind of communicate to a youngster, uh-huh. who's maybe graduating, you know, just O levels or yeah, whatever it is, yeah, and now yeah. thinking about life. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to know, like, from your perspective, what advice would you give to someone like this, if they wanted to pursue music now? Yeah. Um, well, I think the way that Singaporeans think about music, or maybe not Singaporeans, maybe, maybe just the greater Asian culture is, or art, it, it, that is that is very, um, uh, what's the word? It's very self-indulgent or very, um, um, escapist, mm-hmm. um, somewhat teetering on uh irresponsible you know that's a, i think that's a very asian way like if if you're not a doctor or a lawyer or if you're doing arts or if you're a writer you're like somewhat seen as a little bit of a failure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but no man no, no no so if you are a youngster now who is looking at music and you're thinking about music be strong about your decision and understand that it shouldn't come from a point of escapism. It shouldn't come from a point of turning your back on the responsibilities that you have. Of course, it's very easy to see the necks of your parents or your loved ones as a lot of pressure. But try and see that they want the best for you. you know. And if you're deviating from what is best for you deep down inside by choosing arts or music as a, as a alternative path, then think again, you know, like 
that's not going to serve you in the long run. Like, if you want to do music, you want to do arts, and if you're young, make use of all the resources around you and really make sure that this is what you want to do, you know? Like, like it's, I know it's very heavy for a young person to actually want or to actually know what they want to do. But don't take it as a light decision, you know? Like, and just try and make the decision without any doubt. You know, if you love music, um, but if you have some doubt, try and see where it's coming from. Is it from the lack of ability? Is it from um, the lack of focus? Is it from uh, the lack of accountability that you are trying, uh, that you're having these doubts? Then really start to think. Lah. I think a lot of people don't really think about their lives at an early point. Uh, my story grew up last time, so we just don't really know where... <laughs> things are gonna go but I was always an overthinker you know and I always among all my friends I'm always the one who kind of I guess thinks a bit too much I mean even Joan also will know that I can really just think up a storm (laughs) (laughs) from nothing you know but it helps in big decisions it helps that you cover all bases and you think of all possibilities and everything that can happen and um don't be afraid. So really think about what you're going to decide and what you're going to choose for your... Not, not just if you're going to do music or arts. Anything, man, in your life. If you're going to be a doctor, lawyer, or banker, just really think and see like what is important to you. You know, If money is important to you, then by all means, find the best route to get around that. Money can always be made. If family is important to you, then find the best kind of work balance. You know, you have to pay your bills, but then it gives you what gives you more time with the family. If music is the most important thing to you, then get better music every day, you know? And then the, the, the self-support will come, you know? Like, people will talk about you. The people will listen to your expertise, be it in production or on in a certain instrument or behind the scenes or uh, doing programs and stuff. Um, just don't go into it half-hearted and that's you can always it doesn't mean that along the years you can't re-strategize or you can't um, rethink about your purpose um, but let that let those thoughts or let those um, shifts happen when they happen when you start to do something just don't have don't look back lah yeah Really think about it, and once you're in it, just commit to it. It'll be easier for yourself. It'll be easier for all the people around you. So, yeah. More love to give. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. You, once you self doubt, you start to self hate, and then it shows. Like people will will read, you know, because especially when you do music, it's like mm. when you're on stage, you can't run, <laughs> can't run from your emotions. You can't run from your playing. Like it'll all come out. Like people can tell. Like ah, he's thinking about something else. You know, mm. he's not here. Mm. Or like. Um, he's he's unhappy. It's very easy to tell. <laughs> Angry. Very Angry. easy to tell. Yeah. So, I think that's also actually made me more honest in my life was when I actually performed for the first time and I was of course a noob and then I realized that oh my god like people can read me like my whole body is being read right now so I can't hide anything I can't lie to myself I can't lie to these people I have to be honest. So how do you try and translate that to your whole life? Very hard lah, but... 
it helps. It's a noble, noble. <laughs> yeah. Noble. Oh, it's easier for you, so you can sleep better at night. You know, right? Like, like nothing weighs on you. Just be try and be honest. But I'm naturally a non-confrontational person, so sometimes it's hard. But it helps that I've done music. That it helps bring it out. Like. Yeah. Beautiful answer after beautiful answer. <laughs> long-winded answer after long-winded answer. <laughs> so, any upcoming releases from your end? Yes, yeah. of course. Thanks for helping me plug. Um, so, like I was mentioning earlier, the Heart Matter release is, is coming. I decided to take a break over Christmas because I've seen how many Christmas releases or Christmas-centric releases have drowned. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of mine included back in the day. But So I released the first single in July, which is, which is called Lying Eyes. So go and check it out. Then the second one was When I Met You, the song that we just played, which features a really nut, talented young wordsmith. Uh, I won't call him just a rapper because he's so much more than that. He's just a f- he just has the gift of stringing sound and word together you know tones and vowels and wow it's just amazing getty check him out uh, and then the third single was released on the 25th of september which is catch and release um, so this ep is all about like love and relationships uh, personal and general like that can apply to anyone because um, my previous release the warrior which you can also check out was a bit more angsty, political, uh, dark. Fun. There were fun parts, but it was also still about, about, deeper, more gritty themes. Um, yeah, like honesty and the political landscape, uh, society, mental health a little bit, sleep. But <laughs> <laughs> um, is, is I just wanted it to be lighter because in twenty when I released. The Warrior in 2017 that was in the middle of like the 2015 to now 2020 mm. like work arc you know which everything was there's high stakes and so many things going on and trying to push the scene and everything and then I was getting tired I think you, you knew this like towards the end 2018 2019 I was like oh, I'm giving so much I'm not doing anything for myself you know like like I just feel like I'm burning out and everything. So when I wanted to make music from then on, it was more like, I want to dance. I want to be happy about it. My lyrics, I want it to be super simple. And then let's just make like funk music, you know? Yeah. So Lying Eyes was recorded. And then this whole release started to come out. Lah. Yeah. So we're taking a break over Christmas, but uh, January, February, we're resuming with, I think one more single before the EP or album drops. And then also we had the cave sessions, which have been taking a while to produce, but it's almost ready. <laughs> so you will get to see myself and my band, The Warriors, Redo One Included, uh, do all the live arrangements that we've done over the last five years of all the songs, plus the new songs, in a full band arrangement, the seven of us with horns and everything. Uh, snacky puppy style, <laughs> a little bit. So that will be exciting. So just keep a lookout for that. And if you can support me on Bandcamp or Spotify, Apple Music, the music's everywhere. Lah. Yeah. And if you need production, um, I've been diving into producing artists. I've got a couple of producing credits done this year. And next year, I'm looking to produce anyone, man. Like anyone that needs help with their music, uh, help you write your music, arrange your music, mix your music. Um, learning a bit of mastering. Learning still, but 
wouldn't trust myself Such so much. Yeah, art, eh? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can be so song. simple, but at the same time, it can be so complicated. It really know, depends on the song. Yeah, so if you need help, if you need if your music, if you think your music needs help, come and find me. Uh, I can help you out in terms of not just arranging, writing, and producing the music, but also helping you think about funding and stuff like that. So, yeah, now I want to help as many people as I can next year. Make music. It's like going back to to the root yeah. of it all, you know. You're enabling. Yeah. Once again. And directly. Wow. No, no more indirectly. I just want to be part of the music again. So yeah, that's quite uh, important. On that note, enabling. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I'm gonna be cheesy. So <laughs> we we have a giveaway that we've been conducting over Instagram. Woohoo! So right now, right, what's gonna happen is we have to choose three winners. Okay. From this giveaway, and the the prize is guitar lessons. What um, guys, come on, guitar <laughs> lessons, with so is it with you? It may be with me. It may be with you. And it may be with other teachers that I am training also. Yeah, so yeah, they're yeah. all a team. Nice. Yeah, Amazing. Yeah. So we're going to switch screen now. Okay. To the screen that houses the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> so tech. So tech. So high tech. <laughs> so shall we? So I think all we're going to do is press start, right? Alright. Shall we? <laughs> Reveal the winners for our free guitar lessons giveaway. Jing, jing, jing. You are on air. Wow. <laughs> this is pretty damn cool, man. Wow. Do you know about this? No. You should do this for yourself as well. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. You got one. You got one winner. Hey, my eyesight is better, so. <laughs> literally, I'm legally blind. K Con K O N K 0 N 9 Q W. So that's our first video. Congrats to Kong Hu, I guess you ought to pronounce Kong, it. Kong, yeah. We will get in touch with you post giveaway. <laughs> now the second, second one. Winner. Chakra Sharks. Wow. Right. Chakra, right? That's Chakra, right? The second winner, Chakra Sharks. Yay. Yay. I think here is where we will play nice. some Chakra stuff. Applause music. <laughs> and third winner is. Underscore Grace Sim. Grace Sim. Congratulations yeah. to Grace Sim as well. Congrats, guys. So we have Con. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Already. Con Q, Chakra Shucks, and Grace Sim. Nice. We will get in touch with you for arranging your guitar lessons after this podcast. Congrats, guys. Cheers, guys. Hope to see <laughs> you all soon. Well, I like this. Nice. Insta bomb. Insta bomb. Insta bomb. Take note. <laughs> Thank you, Timmy. Hey, anytime, one. Wow, so next week is a... Ken. <laughs> Weekly is okay. Ken. Well, every month is going to be Timmy from now on. No, I'm just, I'm just People going to get sick of me. Nah, nah. <laughs> so, we've come to the end for today's episode. I got a feeling I overran today. Oops, sorry. Was, no, no, it's not your fault. Long I was, I was really into it. I was <laughs> really into it. But it's all good. It's we are paying for the space. <laughs> so my name is Ridwan. We are called InSync SG. Yeah. Follow, them, follow, follow us them. on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook for many more things. Yes. I think we do many things that are awesome. Yep. And on that note, see you all next year. Not next month, but next year. Wow. <laughs> so it's the same thing. Like that. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Bye.